1: He is going to join us here for the full hour. The amazing, fantastic, we go to him, uh, fantastic Dr. Mark Sherwood is with us. And uh, we uh, we also appreciate Christina Bob uh, for joining us uh, in the last segment. But we need to go to our next guest, the fantastic Dr. Mark Sherwood is with us today. And uh, we had Mark on the program a couple weeks ago, and I wanted to have him back on today to discuss, uh, <laughs> you know, one of the things that you are amazing. Uh, you do not look your age, brother. <laughs> I just celebrated my uh, my 30th anniversary of my 29th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Like that? <laughs> yes, yes. So one of the things that you are, you know, you, you've got a heck of a background. You've done all sorts of different things. Um, I want to talk today with you uh, here for, for most of the rest of the broadcast here about uh, men's health and aging and some of the things that we can do to you know keep this keep this train on the tracks as they say uh, one of the things that I notice uh, a lot more when I'm in gyms and various things ad- ad- across the country it seems anymore um, it used to be, you would see guys in the gym that were in their forties and their fifties, but you never seen guys that were in their sixties and their seventies still doing all the gym stuff. Why, what has happened to get us to that point? Is it, is it the food? Is it the research and the health? Is it people just know how to live better? What in the world? Because like, I was having this conversation with a guy a couple of weeks ago who you know I always I always used to nickname this guy Brock Lesnar before there was a Brock Lesnar. But what what one of the things that we one of the things that we talk about is that I remember growing up you would think of somebody in their 60s, 70s, 80s a bent over elderly guy sitting in front of the TV with his cane waiting on to get the big phone call to go upstairs. And now there's guys that I know who are in their 60s and their 70s entering freaking bodybuilding contests. <laughs> and
0: winning. They change, you know, over the course of times. So I think people should start right here. There's There's what I like to refer to as chronological aging, which is based upon, you know, time and calendars and all that. Oh, yeah. But then there's something that is even more... Superior to that is called biological aging. Okay, There are two different things, James, and most people get hung up in the idea of chronological aging. Chronological aging says that the average date of death or time of death today is 79.11 years. That's what the life expectancy is in America. Yeah. Now, biological aging says something different. It says maybe we are born with the organ span of about 120 years. So we've learned enough to know that there is this idea of biohacking. They sort of refer to that. And really, it just means we're trying to do everything we can to biologically age well. And some people out there get that, and they get the idea that aging does not have a non-ownership component, meaning you can do some things to help yourself. And so, you know, I'm at our clinic right now, and this is some of the stuff that we do. We teach people how to really... Live younger, older, and I think this is another way to say it, to die as young, as old as possible. And I think <laughs> okay. that really it's it's about improving the quality of life with people and getting them to believe again that it is possible. And I, to your point, I go to the gym every day, um, do my thing, and the thing that breaks my heart is, yeah, I'm seeing a few older guys there. Yes, I am. But the thing that breaks my heart is I'm seeing less younger men, That are in uh, top shape, and they look at me like for guidance, and I'm thinking, man, if you guys, if I could just give you guys even half of what I've forgotten, and you would take it and run with it, you would be so much better off.
1: Yeah, yeah, That's, that's the thing. I find it absolutely amazing that... You know, younger guys, and, and, and I will have to say, I, I, I will have to admit, and I and I hate admitting this because I always hate admitting I'm wrong, but <laughs> I remember when I first started getting into all this and, and doing all this stuff, I was, you know, lifting with horrible form, and I was trying to throw as much weight in the air as humanly possible. And over the years, I've gotten to the point where I've realized, you know, if your form sucks, it doesn't God. matter how much freaking weight that you throw in the air.
0: <laughs> that's, that's so true, because ultimately, the, um, I tell people all the time, don't compromise your, your form for your ego or speed or anything, you know, yeah. leave it alone. It's, it's really about, with, with lifting weights, it's a very simple principle. The muscles will not grow and the bones will not grow if they're not challenged with greater resistance. I mean, yes. Even in the idea of the movement we're in right now, you know, the idea we're facing this resistance out here, you have to build what I call endurance or resilience. And mm-hmm. that means you you can't back down from it. You have to face it. And the best way and only way to get stronger and have more endurance, more slash resilience is to is to do more. And so it's not about just getting lackadaisical in our lives. It's about actually putting intentionality and purpose behind and throughout our lives.
1: We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here via the magic of the old skip Skype. Yes, the Skyper Rooney, the amazing Dr. Mark Sherwood with us today. And you can get more information at sherwood.tv. Uh, Dr. Mark joins us today here on our big broadcast. We're talking a little bit about men's health and some of the other, you know, challenges that men face, because if you're watching us on BitShoot, YouTube, rumble, twitching with us on the Twitch, anywhere like that, you will notice that Mark Sherwood looks like he has been cut out of granite. <laughs> he does not look like a guy. Who is as old as he pretends to be uh, <laughs> on on this program? Uh, one of the things that I have I want to talk about. We 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 we've talked about the exercise part of it. Yeah. But what is the diet part of it? Because I know you know way back in the day I would I would see some of these people, and I've been around a lot of the the MMA guys and the the fighter guys and all these people, and they just they just kill themselves with this diet uh, one of the things that you always talk about which I did not really pay attention to this until I don't know probably six months ago when 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 you when you were or uh, a year ago when you were running uh, for office and and you would come on this program and you would talk about health and various things and then you always would bring up the outer rim of the grocery store <laughs> mm-hmm and i never realized that that's a thing baby (laughs) that is a thing talk to us a little bit about that give us more details on that
0: yeah i don't diet i just eat real food i mean back in the day you know there was a certain bodybuilder diet oh yeah i've learned my lesson on that i don't diet anything because you, you, you diet. What is diet? You take the tea off and you got the word die. Exactly. You, know, you feel miserable, <laughs> right? And so I tell people all the time to eat real food as much as you want. And when you get full, stop. Eat yep. when you're hungry, don't when you're not. And on the perimeter of the grocery store, you're going to find produce. You're going to find fresh fruits and vegetables. Yep. That's real food. Now, if you'll do that, Real food contains real nutrition, yep. and this is not just about calories. This is where we've blown it, James. We, we talked about calories. Calories are just potential units of energy. There's nothing in there about nutrition. Nutrition is yep. the nutrients that are in the foods that the body extracts through this wonderful digestion process, then utilizes those on a cellular level to create organ and system function so that the organism works well and it's really an important subject because on the perimeter of the grocery store that's where you find the nutrition slash nutrients but you go on the inside you find a lot of box package pollution calorie filled foods that really I, I like to call them they're anti-foods non-foods and even yes frank foods
1: <laughs> so for the folks that don't know what a frankenfood is, explain this to us. Because it's, it, it's a scary concept, my man. It is. When you, when
0: you see a, a, a something in a box, let's say, and this is a great visual picture. I want people to think that they're, they're back in the Garden of Eden. Um, you're not going to see a box of donuts hanging from a tree. You're not going to see a hamburger wrapper hanging from a bush. We didn't have that, by the way. When you look at a box that has so-called food and it has chemicals in it that you cannot pronounce, that is not food. It never was food. When you look at the labels, you should see the less ingredients as possible. And instead, what you're seeing is a whole bunch of ingredients that go several different lines. And unfortunately, what you're seeing right now is more and more of genetically modified organism, lab-produced meat, you know, things like that. You're going to see that on the labels, and it's not okay because the body looks at that like a foreign invader, and it looks at it as an anti-immune system attack or invader, and the immune system kicks out inflammation. And all diseases today, every one of them that we know about, have this deep-seated component of chronic systemic inflammation, so therefore the foods that are these frankenfoods, they actually are the catalyst of disease. And so when you're shopping, less on the label is best. Natural packaging is always best. If God put it in that form, it was for a reason. When mankind changed the form, it was for a reason. So mankind's changing the form has got us in bondage to this big pharmaceutical sick care system.
1: Well, and see, this is this is another thing that I find uh, that that I want to get your take on. By the way, check out uh, Sherwood TV when you get a chance. Uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood with us today. He's got his uh, speaking engagements over there. He's got his incredible books. Uh, You can get personalized health recommendations for your body. All it is is a one-minute quiz. Go over there. Check it out. It's Sherwood.TV. And then, of course, you can uh, get all the various information and see what uh, Dr. Mark and his lovely wife and everybody's up to. It is an absolutely amazing website. You will literally spend all day on it. It is Sherwood.TV. So... Dr. Mark, this is another thing that that I find absolutely amazing is that people get on this pharmaceutical train. And this is, you know, there's a lot of great stuff out there. Aspirin and, you know, a lot of these painkillers, some of these things that we need. You know, if if I go get my, uh, like, for instance, a few years ago I had all four wisdom teeth out. And they, yeah. <laughs> they gave me painkillers. Yeah. I needed it. But one of the things about it was they had given me, I don't remember what it was. I I, I, I took one, and my body adapted to it, and then, then it was then nothing. It didn't work ever again. And so they sat in my cabinet, my medicine cabinet, forever. <laughs> um, Good for me too. <laughs> Talk to us about that with the fact that sometimes your body will adapt to things, but then sometimes you just get stuck on this pharmaceutical train, my man. Well, I think there's
0: two points there, um, and I echo what you said. Medicine yeah. is not a bad thing. We've developed some amazing drugs oh, yeah. that, that have saved a lot of people's lives. So, you know, there, there's a lot there, but one thing to, on that point to note that none of us are born with a drug deficiency. Drugs are used to sort of band-aid situations and get us care through acute, uh, sick or acute emergency situations for a window of time. Now, having said that a lot of people gravitate to that, like they're going to provide some semblance of healing and they're not. So people need to know that drugs aren't designed to provide healing. They're designed to promote management. Yes. The second part of that question is, is, is really interesting. When a doctor says something to you like, James, take this. We're going to try this on you. They mean those words, try it because they have no idea <laughs> yeah. how your body is going to metabolize or break down that drug. I'll give you an example of that. There are some people that might take, uh, perhaps a pain pill, no. but after a wisdom to surgery, you may metabolize or break down that pain pill very quickly which means it comes in your system and it's metabolized out of your system as a toxin and it goes out the waste products very quickly. That means it didn't stay in your system very long. Therefore, it might not work as effectively. Somebody else, on the other hand, take the same pain pill. They might be a slow metabolizer. Therefore, it hangs around their system longer, creates even a longer effect than is expected. And all of us genetically break down things differently. and we actually here at the functional medical institute as one of our panels we can run a drug panel on everyone that could tell them what drugs they break down fast and slow so you could avert the idea of having to quote unquote be a test tube you know you don't have to try anything so i know what i'm going to take uh we do a ton of genetics too we know how you detoxify you know um pollutants we know how you detoxify estrogenic compounds so there's a lot of things that you can determine that are typically not done in the mainstream uh, there's a lot of reasons for that but the bottom line is uh, some drugs don't work and interestingly enough and it depends on what database you look at this is a shock statement but the third leading cause of death in some statistical databases is properly prescribed medications and properly done procedures Yep. Which which ought to make everybody go, wait a minute, time out, start <laughs> rethinking those things. So that's why I'm, I'm appreciative to be on here today.
1: We have got the fantastic Dr. Mark Sherwood with us today. Check out Sherwood.tv for more information. He's got all sorts of different things going on over there. Uh, Sherwood.tv. Uh, you're going to want to get his incredible books, Surviving the Garden of Eden," which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Also, The Quest for Wellness and uh, Fork Your Diet Book. Uh, by the way, on that, um, on that Fork Your Diet Book on the cover, uh, Dr. Mark looks like a young Lou Ferrigno. I just noticed that. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, <laughs> so go over, check out Sherwood.tv for more information on Dr. Mark's incredible, incredible books. So one of the things with, with diet uh that i notice is it's so strange that it used to be like when i was when i was growing up you could you could have bread you could have all these various things when did when did the world become so strange with that oh i can't have bread because it's got gluten in it when did that happen i've never at all had any issues with with bread
0: yeah, so what happened back, you know, the the world, I'll just I'll just use the United States as an example. Yeah. The United States did not have a bunch of toxic people before the United States government started getting involved in health. Yes. I direct people back to the food pyramid. And just oh, good people that have some spiritual background, you know, God's people in the Bible were imprisoned In the country of Egypt, which is symbolic of a pyramid. Think about that folks for a moment there, right? So the food pyramid was developed. It was heavily developed based upon lobbyists from big ag, big food, etc. So what happened was they, they began to recommend six to 11 servings of breads and grains. Uh, remember, fat was demonized because fat, cholesterol causes heart disease. And, yep. well, sugar, nobody's going to talk about that. Yep. So everything got flipped upside down. When you got government subsidies involved, they were all about high production yields. So the the crops were genetically altered. The production methods were altered to create more yield, to create more profit, to help the farmers out. And so like when you had gluten, for example, it was added in processing to a lot of things to create a thickening agent. To make it thicker, bigger, and expand more, more profitability makes sense, right? Yes. And so now we have gluten in everything as a preservative as well, and because of that, we have this over sensitization based upon overexposure So gluten sensitivity now has become a thing, and at that food pyramid initiation, James, which is crazy to think about. Before that time, people could make their natural breads and grains, and it was fine. You don't have any issues. You can go to other countries right now and not have any issues. But here, it's not the way it was because we have, within the production methods, we now have Roundup that's used heavily in there. And Roundup oh my has God. glyphosate, which yeah. is a carcinogenic, carcinogenic, and we also have atrazine, which is an estrogenic compound. So genetically modified soy, genetically modified corn, genetically altered and processing methods of the dairy industry. And all that said... We've created now this estrogenic environment that is creating more femininity in our society, and it's not just a cultural issue. It's just not a spiritually confusing issue. It's a physical issue, and people need to get a hold of that right now. And data proves itself. and I know uh, RFK was talking about this recently, and he he was on point with it. He talked about some of the. The, the the male amphibian creatures in streams because of the runoff of like birth control and things like that, you know, this yeah. in the water yeah. had sort of made some of those um now you know sort of species gone because they're all the females now. There's no males. Yeah. And so all that said, it changed back in the eighties and I shockingly enough, at that point in time we had one state of our fifty that had an obesity rate over 10%. Now we have multiple states over 60%, and we're predicted to be 100% obese or overweight by
1: 2050. Mm. That is that is sad. Really? <laughs> Holy smokes. We have got Dr. Mark Sherwood with us today. Check out Sherwood.tv for more information on everything that Dr. Mark is doing over there. Uh, his incredible, incredible clinic uh you can basically transform your your life by going to the functional medical institute uh they've got a little bit of everything over there and uh check out their uh, free webinar all sorts of different things go over to the website is sherwood.tv and check out the our clinic link and uh, get more information as to what Doctor Mark is up to. So, uh, so Doctor Mark Sherwood is with us today. He joins us live. We're talking a little bit about the um, just men's health in general, and because lo- lo- like I said, if you if you're watching us on BitChute, Rumble, Clout Hub, I- any of those places, and you and you're watching our video, and you see. You know, of course, I'm in the corner in the in the uh, in the Hawaiian shirt, and I just look like a total mess. But Dr. Mark Sherwood looks like he just came off the uh, the, the, the cover of Muscle and Fitness, uh, <laughs> and he he joins us today here on our big program. So, Dr. Mark, I I, I want to kind of go back to the to to the health, you know, the, the health discussion and some of the things that you were talking about in our last segment. One of the things that I have noticed, which is, you know, I've, I've had several conversations fairly recently with a few uh, transgender friend friends of mine, and one of them, uh, it's so strange, she is, she is transgender, but she is the biggest right-winger that I've ever met. <laughs> wow. and, and she talked about when she first started transitioning— She went to a doctor, and they started giving her all sorts of hormones. And she's, like, having all sorts of health problems, and she's looking at the stuff that they put in the stuff. And she's like, that ain't going to (laughs) happen. I ain't taking this stuff. And one of the things that she started doing is taking uh, taking, uh, things that I guess the which is, this is such a strange deal we're discussing this, but she's taking what the Thailand ladyboys take, which is apparently herbal stuff. And one of the things with men in the United States is that they're getting the same thing happening to them on the other side. Doctors are shooting them up with all sorts of crazy stuff. And there's a lot of men that i know that are taking natural stuff um how do we get away from this big pharma craziness that's going on and go more natural whether it's men who are wanting to be men or women who are wanting to be women either way how do we get off that pharmaceutical train my friend
0: well we're gonna have to begin to take ownership in our own lives and and again this is again no indictment upon people's choices in life. Yeah. I will yeah. just say this, you know, that ultimately when we're um, born, our DNA sort of determines our sex at the cell yeah. level. We can take all kinds of things that oh, yeah. make us maybe appear or, or act a different way, but yeah. it, it sort of, it, it does bring about a little potential confusion within the human body.
1: Yeah,
0: um, And that's, and I don't know the answers behind that, James. I think, That's to be determined, I guess, right? But to your point, there are really two kinds of hormones that people can prescribe or be used, right? One is a highly synthetic um, chemical-based compound that sort of looks like a hormone. Now, hormones are chemical messengers. Think of them as emails carrying a signal. And the cells have receptors that receive the hormones or the emails and they carry out the instructions. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes the synthetic ones they look enough like the real deals they bind to the receptors like the compounds in some foods are estrogenic. They act like estrogen and bind to the receptors and give the body this sensation of estrogenic action, but they don't match the receptors well. For those of you that may be watching, and they can't. You can see this is i i have my fingers partially interlaced i don't have my four fingers interlaced correctly i've got two of them interlaced and that means there's loose fingers so that means the synthetic hormones don't bind correctly so they act like mimic and look like but they're not yeah and that creates a whole host of again some known and unknown problems now another way people can look at it is more natural or bioidentical which are based in plants And those actually bind directly to the receptors. I've got now my fingers interlaced completely all four of them, making like a glove, you know, fits perfectly. So that acts like the real thing. So those are two angles to kind of look at. And for those that are out there, uh, even birth control is a synthetic hormone blend. And it becomes a little bit problematic because you're seeing little girls reach puberty today faster than you did, say, 100 years ago like by 10 years, because of the exposures of all these compounds. And so I I think we don't know the end of the story, James, and what it's going to do, but I don't think it's going to turn out very good.
1: No, no. (laughs) I completely agree. We have got Dr. Mark Sherwood with us today, Sherwood.tv. He joins us today here on our big program. And uh, if you get a chance, you need to go over to Sherwood.tv He has all sorts of upcoming events and uh, you're going to want to be a part of uh, some of his events. Uh, I've seen various uh, speeches and things that he has given on, you know, some of these different events around the country. And uh, Dr. Mark is a phenomenal public speaker. So if you ever uh, get a chance to see him live, uh, that is something you definitely need to take advantage of. Uh, Sherwood.tv for more information. So. Something that um, I believe it was the, well, I think it was the 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 late eighties, early nineties. Um, everybody in the United States, or at least at least the the the, you know what I always think is so funny, and, and we're we 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 we're, 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 we're going to do two different things here. One, um, I think it's funny that the in the eighties the Republicans were the were the were the moral police. And oh, yeah. the Democrats were like, ah, whatever. And now it's switched, and <laughs> the Democrats are the moral police. Oh yeah, uh, it is. It is so strange. But I remember in the in 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 the late '80s, early '90s, there was this big out fit with testosterone and steroids and all these things. Oh my God, it's gonna. It, it, it's all—it's always about harming the youth. That—that—that—that—that's what they—that—that that, no matter what it is, Democrat, Republican, we—we've we, got to scare everybody by, oh my God, it's going to get the kids. And at the end of the day, nothing really ever happened. And guys like Carl Lewis and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, everybody—they still took all the steroids, still took all the testosterone. <laughs> And I never heard anything about little league kids dying of (laughs) taking too much testosterone or Mm -hmm. taking it to begin with. Why did that become such a crazy deal then? And now it's not all that big of a deal because you have testosterone replacement therapy. You have these clinics, you have all these things. Why did, why did the big freak outfit start and how did that, I guess turned the corner in the in like the last five or six years. Well,
0: I like think historically through the development of things like anabolic steroids and anabolic agents and chemistry as it yeah. progresses through the area of science over time, athletes figured out what the bodybuilders kinda knew way back when that if you took A, it would give you the yield of B. In other words, you took A, you'd have bigger muscles, right? You'd have more power. Bodybuilders kind of took it to the extreme because people that go back and look at historical bodybuilding pictures, like Arnold was a big guy, Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he couldn't compete 30 years later with some of those guys. Those guys are like, uh, they they look like freaks. It's like Oh,
1: I have always always said that Ronnie Coleman looked like a Marvel character without CGI. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i've right. always and said that that
0: became a very unhealthy yeah. sort of position for that yeah. they lost the art and beauty of the physique and it became like who can become the most muscle oh yeah. yeah at the same time it happened that bled over into sports specifically football and at first right because football has the big speed and power compact to it right and then it bled over into basketball to baseball and and of course everybody likes a home run you know so that was really an enticing (laughs) thing and people were getting bigger and powerful and then it kind of caught up with this idea of performance enhancement making it an unfair or uneven playing field and i think that was the sort of the downfall of that and Obviously, it needed to be policed at some point. well, yeah, um, because it was going to get where it was going to get out of hand and it and it it, it could have I, I suppose. and so testing right now is probably good. Um, but as a global picture though when when men uh, lose adequate productions of hormones, specifically testosterone, yeah. Uh, people should be noting that that increases the susceptibility to disease processes such as brain, bone, and heart yep. disease. Yep. It's not about building muscle, it's really about averting and avoiding disease processes. And, point of note, because of all the chemistry in our environment and the pollution in our world anymore, uh, men specifically are producing far, far less uh, testosterone output per capita per age than they did 50 years ago. You know, today, you're lucky if you see a 40-year-old guy producing the amount of testosterone a 70-year-old guy had 50 years ago. In our clinic, I see men in their 30s all the time that have lower than optimal hormone levels, and it's like, wow, what's going on? So uh, I think people are understanding now to a point, maybe not yet, the benefit of having adequate hormones around i'm not talking super physiological doses i'm just talking about adequacy of hormones so that their body acts more youthful the longer they live
1: well something that we've got a a great guest with us today the fantastic amazing dr mark sherwood is with us today sherwood.tv is the official website, go over there and uh, check out everything he's got going on over there. Sherwood.tv. Well, one of the things that and I have this conversation with all sorts of different people all the time in the gym, is that I remember you have these you had these guys and, and there's what is so strange is there's a lot of them that are still around. But you have these guys like Hulk Hogan and uh, Tom Platts and Schwarzenegger and all these guys. They were big, you know, quote-unquote steroid guys back in the day. But they're all still around. And you got guys like the Ultimate Warrior who just was juiced to the gills and one day comes out of a hotel, has a heart attack, and dies in the parking lot. Or you got guys... You you could go down the list of all the modern-day bodybuilders. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy, Rich Piana, who was uh, the big internet guy. Wow, when that guy died, it's like he had a laundry list of stuff in his system. Is it because the guys like Hogan and Platts and Schwarzenegger are around still, is it because they did this stuff where they cycled on and cycled off and, knew the stuff they had to take to maintain their body compared to some of these other guys. Cause you know, somebody like the ultimate warrior, he never got off a cycle. He was no, always was sticking a needle in his butt or his arm or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think
1: it's probably some of that, you
0: know, I think, um, look, uh, success is contagious. Yeah. People can get addicted to, to body images and you can always want more to try to outdo somebody. And I think there reaches a point where, you know, to those people you mentioned, I think it was too much. And we need to understand that that these anabolic agents that they're taking, they are heavy toxicity on the liver. Yes. And if the body doesn't detoxify those things, they get stored in the system and it creates more inflammation. It creates more oxidative stress. It creates more damage. That's yeah. what it is. And so over the course of time and the, and the quest to be bigger, stronger, faster <laughs> um, yes. and make more money. I mean, yeah. that's what this boils down to. Yeah. I think people just let it get out of hand. And most likely some of the uh, people that are still around, like the, the Rick flares of the world, oh, and those yeah. guys from that generation, yeah. uh, my intuition tells me that they weren't exposed to the volume of stuff. Yes. That the younger people are exposed to now. And, Um, I remember talking to a guy in the gym. Um, this has probably been three years ago and he was probably 19 years old, James. And of course steroids are still out there in the gym. They really are, you
1: know, who's
0: fooling who, but he comes up and he's asking me all these questions. And I said, hold on a minute. I, I don't, I don't do those things. Um, this is what I do. And I was very honest with him, but I said, I'll be glad to give you some friendly advice as, as an older man that has, has experience in the area. and he told me all the stuff he was taking and i was like looking at him straight face and i said do you want to have kids one day he goes you know i might exactly and i said do you want to be married one day he goes you know i might i said what are your goals he said i want to win mr olympia twice oh no (laughs) not just once but twice not not twice oh my god what if you lose your life at 28 would you be happy he goes oh yeah i'd be happy and, and I just looked at him. I said, I, I feel sorry for you because yeah. you put everything to this body and you cheated some more, some lady out there of a great husband yep. and some child of a great, of a great father.
1: Yeah.
0: And I said, man, I, I'm going to pray for you. and And if I can ever help you, uh, great, but don't bring those things to me anymore.
1: Yeah. Well, there was, there was a guy that, uh, I talked to in the in the gym, I don't know, probably about a month ago, and he was telling me that he had a, uh, he had knew someone who had a son who they knew he was taking steroids. Hmm. And they somehow got a hold of a pill that he was taking, and
0: you probably already know what
1: I'm about to say, and they went and had this checked out by a doctor. And the doctor's like, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. And then he gave it to one of his pharmaceutical people, and they were able to figure out what it was, and it was freaking D ball. And I'm yeah. like, "Oh my god, that's like from the '70s. That's like, well, Russian steroids." <laughs> it's, it's out there. You can actually get that stuff.
0: I'm told, you know, online yeah. they can mail it to you. Oh you know, yeah, I've seen all walk that across stuff across the border. You know, <laughs> yeah. So.
1: It's just amazing. Um one one of the things that that um we we were talking about earlier with the whole testosterone how everybody's, you know, educated themselves on, on things. Um one of the things that I just and I guess maybe it was because like like you said earlier, bigger, faster, stronger. Heck, I think there's a movie called that. Uh <laughs> that uh that and they're trying to make more money and all these things. One of the things that I thought was strange during the Maguire-Sosa uh, home run chase and everything was these guys were taking Andro. And you have a lot of these guys that have, uh, in the in the middle 90s, a lot of these pro wrestling guys passed away. And a lot of it was because they were taking Andro. And one of the big side effects, as you know, being a doctor and being in you know all this stuff and new knowing knowing all this education, you know andro. Yeah, it's going to make you big, but it's going to make your head big. It's going to make your hands big. It's gonna it's going to enlarge all your internal organs, and then at some point your heart just can't keep up and you're done. Well, yeah, how did we true. how did we go from testosterone to the andro stuff?
0: I think we we transitioned realizing all of the endocrine pathways, you know, we went from the uh, sex steroid hormones all the way to the growth hormone very quickly, and we realized that if you, in that area, in that that, uh, environment you're talking about, that's time in history, people were going to both. They were using both, because both together did different things, but compounded effects of uh, what you saw as what they deemed to be... um, performance edges, yeah. whether that be increasing size, muscle, whatever. Yeah. And uh you see changes in the forehead, changes in the jawline. Oh yeah. Um really interesting uh feature change, more square headed. Yes. You, you'd see that a lot. And and it was interesting, you you know, it was clear, I mean I use Sammy Sosa as an example. I mean, you look at his previous pictures and people should do this not judging him. He made well, his yeah. choices, that's yeah. fine.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, he was a fairly slim guy oh, when he started yes. off in the minor leagues. Yeah. And then he became this, this big boxy. I mean, it was almost a, it was a completely yeah. opposite physique transformation. And it happened overnight. Now, to this point... You can't just take things like that and not work out and create the, You have to work out. So people were actually working their tails off yeah. at this time training. Yeah. So I don't want to think people can just take well Well,
1: yeah. And, and that, that's what I was, that, that, that's what I was getting ready to, to, to get into with, with something else with, with my next thing. But yeah, go go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep, keep going.
0: Brother. No, they, they're training hard. And so you, you can't just take uh, steroids or all these anabolic agents and, and and get lean and big and fast i mean you're going to get fat is that's what's going to happen because it's going to make you grow but to your point a lot of times their organs would get big Um, we do a marker here to test the growth hormone output it's called igf1 and you can always see that thing if a person gets off a growth hormone after being on it for uh, you know a number of years it will suppress their own output of growth hormone and igf1 will sink to the bottom and so that becomes a a negative because then they burned out their receptors where they become dependent upon something like that and that that can be a a steep steep price to pay physically and and literally
1: well and if you're watching us on any of our video sites or twitch or wherever we're, we're, we we've put up a a side-by-side comparison here i just did a quick little yahoo search and i found a photo of sammy sosa when yeah. he started <laughs> and then when he was in the middle of a home run race. Two completely yeah, two different dudes. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of two sad, you know. completely different guys. You know, I know
0: that, um, and this is a psychology of this, James, and I deal with a lot of men like this. Okay, they, they come to this one epiphany, and they realize, okay, I'm wrong. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to hurt myself. This is yeah. not good. Yeah. And they make a decision to get off. Well, what happens to all those muscles at that point? Do they just stay? No, they no. lose them, and they lose their whole identity, and they get depressed.
1: And so it's it's not a far See, stretch. That's, Once you start, you can't stop. You yeah. become addicted to that. And I've seen – I've been around my share of locker rooms. and been around different guys who they get off cycle, and they're yeah. standing there in the mirror, and they're like, oh, I just – I I I I think I've lost some uh, I think I've lost some inches on my chest, and I'm like, oh. no, you still have to turn sideways to come through the door. I think you're fine, brother. <laughs> oh, you, you, it's that it a body lot. dysmorphia you know, kind of thing.
0: It is. It's body dysmorphia. That's exactly yeah. what it is. And younger people fall on this trap. They'll say, okay, I'm going to take these for a while, and when I get to 200 pounds, I'm going to stop. Yes. No. Oh, when you get to 200 pounds, you're going you're go to keep going. And you want to go to
1: 300. <laughs> it's amazing. It, it is Dr. Mark Sherwood. He's with us today here on our program. He is just fantastic. Uh, Sherwood.tv. Mark joins us today talking about all the various things with men's health and just everything. He, 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 we, we are doing the exact show I wanted to do the last time we uh, last time we had Dr. Love Mark on. Um one of the things that I thought was so strange during the, um, during the 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 whole you know Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, you know, and Barry Bonds always escapes that conversation, but Barry Bonds too, um, oh, yeah. was you know the andro and the testosterone, you know, people are still doing testosterone, people are still doing you know because of a a lot of it is the the health benefits like we talked about earlier. Um and I suspect that's how Lance Armstrong beat cancer but that 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 that's just you know kind, kind of something <laughs> I've I've put together over the years. Um why did Andro become sort of a deal that nobody did anymore? Was it because of the the weird side effects and the the enlarging of the hearts and things like this or yeah did people just go that ain't worth it i'm i'm, I'm gonna do I'm gonna go back over and do testosterone
0: probably both you know when people hear reports of somebody dying uh what we would consider prematurely after having this great physical physique and all this stuff i'm sure that that probably has something to do with it um obviously for a while you know congress and the feds were cracking down on that stuff too so that really had an effect on it um I think even younger um, athletes were being looked at more than ever before, like high school athletes, because used to, they could take it and get away with it. But now some of these major uh, high school programs now have very good testing in place. Colleges is another angle yes. too, that was never looked at before, but now you have this massive NCAA guideline about what is um, okay and what is banned. And so, you know, those documents, I've got that that guide, and it's, it's pretty extensive, and it sort of matches the pros, you know, right now. Yeah. So I think all those things happen to create more awareness, uh, perhaps. And, and it was good because when you start abusing any drug, it doesn't matter what it is, abuse yeah. of a drug is always going to lead to negative
1: outcomes. Oh, very much so. That That is the thing, is that... People don't seem to understand that, you know, we can take all this stuff to try to gain an edge. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like you were saying with the kid you were talking to. He's like, I want to be, I just find that amazing. Not just, not just win Mr. Olympia one time, win it twice. (laughs) That is, that is, that is your typical millennial, answer to things you know but back in the day i if 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 i would have been really motivated to do all the various you know drugs and and bust my tail and do all those things to get to that point i would have been happy with just winning mr olympia one time oh, but nowadays the, all these kids are like i just don't want to win it once i want to win it twice
0: be happy to be there That's <laughs>
1: good enough, <isn't> <laughs> there you that go wow Now, one of the things you mentioned when we were having, uh, in in the discussion here that I wanted to come back to is, you know, a lot of people, and I guess this, I guess people that are, that are, you know, people who work out and are in gyms and around things, you know that, well, yeah, you could take any number of things and it could help you with your progress, but... It seems like and I, and I guess you would refer to the to the non-fitness people as as the marks. Uh, the marks think all I got to do is just inject this and I'll instantly no. be Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> no, no. I how does how do that does that thinking get started? I think it's probably um, in the area of hard work.
0: There are people that work hard whether in this area we're talking about yeah. or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and they earn that. You know, hard work earns merit, earns good habits, yeah. earns more habits, so towards good hard work, good effort. It goes on yeah. and on. It's a cycle. There are people out there that, that won't pay the price, James. They won't do yeah. it. Yeah. And, and they, they build up resentment. so And they they, they get jealous. And, and that's just the hardcore truth. If, if I don't want to work as hard as somebody else, it's not their fault. It's yeah. my fault. But if I want to be, you know, kind of the coward's way, I'm going to blame it on them and say they're cheating. Yep. yep. And if if I did what, just take a pill, I could be like that. That's not the case. I think that goes back to, you know, kind of a jealousy thing, pretty much, yep. my my opinion.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think people want to think erroneously that that hard work is not a component. Hard work is a component of everything. And yes. You wouldn't be where you are if you didn't get up every day and do what you do. People can say, <laughs> yeah. you know, I could be just as good as James James Lowe on the radio. You could say that. You could say that. But you can't earn it. Yeah. And talking gets you nowhere because you've got to do it.
1: Well, it's kind of like when uh when 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 uh, a lot of these people, you know, will make like when, when, when Trump won the uh won won the election the first time and got out there and did his thing and everybody's like, I can't believe he beat Hillary. Well, let's see. First of all, she was the most, she was the most unpopular politician (laughs) in the, in the history of this country. Uh, second, uh, that guy went everywhere. (laughs) He did rallies and it's like, okay, he won because he put the time in and he had a team around him that put the time in. And it's kind of like we're talking here with, with, with the the physical stuff, you could go do all the D ball, testosterone, andro, all that stuff all day long. But if you're not actually in the gym deadlifting, squatting, running, doing all that, you're getting anything out of it. In fact, there was gotcha. a buddy of mine years ago, he was an indie wrestler, and he had a student who decided that he was gonna leave, you know, he was gonna go be, you know, the next whoever. And he would go do steroids but he never mm-hmm. went to the gym and he was just fat yeah oh yeah <laughs> and like, there was there one was day that. Like, there was that. yeah there was one day that my buddy who was his trainer called me and he goes you know he said you know he left me before he got his training completed and he's not going to the gym he's just injecting testosterone and he goes look at him he's fat <laughs> it's like yeah, people don't understand gonna, this, I see that
0: all the time, you know people think there's an easy way you know, without avoiding hard work to get what yeah. you want to get, and you know, I'm not advocating taking well no legal.
1: no but but I mean Same. you gotta you gotta work hard, yeah, you've gotta you gotta do something it's a, it's a it's so strange. It just, it's, it's so strange. We have got the fantastic Dr. Mark Sherwood with us today. And as we wrap up here with Dr. Mark, by the way, this has been phenomenal. We will have to do this it's again good. at some point, yeah. just d- discussing all the things we discussed today. Check out Sherwood.tv for more information on what Dr. Mark is up to over there. He's got all sorts of different things going on. Uh, he, he also makes movies. Uh, you need to go over and uh, check out some of the different things that he's doing over there with that. Sherwood.tv for more information. So Dr. Mark, as we wrap up here with you, um, what is the best advice I guess we can give men in the audience that are maybe aging and have lost a step or they or they want to gain a step back or what is it? Is it diet? Is it exercise? Is it all of them? What, what, what is it?
0: It's all. There's, there's four things I can give people that they have control over. Number one is you have control over what you bring in your mouth and what you come out of your mouth. So yeah. you, you learn to control the mouth. In other words, <laughs> you learn to have some good border security, right? Yes. You know, eat good foods, eat God's food, and if it's not that way, don't eat it. Number yeah. two, you've got to move more. you got to exercise every day. Um, the only day you don't move is the day you're dead. That's and that's right. just a good thing to do. Uh, number three, got to get good sleep. Uh, we Save do need this. seven, eight
1: hours yeah. of sleep. got to sleep. have sleep. And number
0: four, you have to begin to take control over stress. In today's world, you're electronically stimulated all the time. And yep. you've got to figure out a time so that you're not being that overactivated because hypercortisolism or high cortisol all the time will, will shorten your life and create a lot of problems. And then, then with that said, you got to believe again that men out there need to lead the way. And this is not a slide on ladies. No. Men, you need to lead the way.
1: You're designed yes. to go out
0: there and hunt, gather, protect, defend, and honor. Do it. Just
1: do it. Yeah. Well, you are amazing, doctor. I really appreciate the time today. Thanks for doing this. And uh, check out Sherwood.tv for more information. And Dr. Mark, thanks for doing this, my friend. And I will talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day.
0: Thanks for having me, James. That was a good time.
1: Thank you, my friend. There he goes. That is Dr. Mark Sherwood, the fantastic Dr. Mark Sherwood. And uh, that wraps it up here for this edition of our big broadcast. We will see you next time. I don't even know how to end this. I guess peace and I'm out of your 5,000. We'll go with that one.